0: Your Local Enterprise Office. Making it happen for Irish startups and small businesses at localenterprise.ie start.
1: Welcome to the Making It Happen podcast series brought to you by your local enterprise office. I'm Connell O'Moran. Today I'm talking to Donald Byrne, founder of the Big Red Barn Company, whose business started, interestingly enough, at the Plowing Championship. Welcome, Donald. Cornell Genshkgel, thank you very much
0: for having me in. The Big Red Barn Company started at the Ploughing Championship. So it would have been our first big break. Uh, We were lucky that the Irish Limousine Catalyst Society had seen our product at a test event that we ran for charity. And that was our our big opening to to the Irish market. Uh, Every year we've tried to launch a new product. So year one would have been the Big Red Barn, which was offering um, an alternative solution to canvas structures for the event industry. Year two, we launched the Little White Chapel, which was um, in line with the Yes Force, giving couples of all kinds, sex, religion, uh, an option to get married anywhere they wished. Uh, year three, we launched the two-storey modular structure, which was the first in Europe, which allowed large companies, for example, like Lidl, to have double the footprint at the National Plowing Championships, Royal Highland Show, etc. Year four, we launched the single-storey modular home, and year five, this year, we launched the two-storey modular home.
1: You sound like you were a big company from the very beginning.
0: Yeah, again, a perception is reality. We worked out of a, a small tunnel at the start and then with the, the help of the local enterprise office, we started to manufacture. They pushed us towards manufacturing. We were outsourcing at the start where we would have had no control on, on the lead times, no control on R&D. Uh, We rented a 5,000 square foot unit and went into manufacturing and that's when the company really started to grow. We got granted towards equipment and employment and now we're in 30,000 square foot and we have planning in for an extension. And all of this started
1: because you were not building uh, barns or anything else. Where did the idea come from?
0: I was the operations manager for the Olympic Park in London so the common domain was my area which was over 300 acres of neutral ground which consisted of pubs marquees, toilet facilities. We tested the ga- the Olympic Park a uh, year before the Games, each venue, so we had marquee structures up for every type of elements, wind, snow, um, sunshine, etc. So i seen condensation, roofs caving in. So I spent my few pound redundancy and designed the Big Red barn, which was offering a stronger, more durable structure that was more suitable to the Irish climate than the standard marquee. And as we've seen last year, the ploughing championships, when the storms came, they took flight and we stood tall and strong and were fully booked within two weeks afterwards for this year's national ploughing championships.
1: It's the beginning of the Big Red Barn Company. What, what did you feel like? I mean, it's, uh, you are starting off, maybe using the ploughing analogy, to plough your own field for the first time.
0: Yeah, I suppose I thought I knew a bit, but I didn't know anything. And every day is a school day. Look, back then, there was just me and I had a few temporary staff. Now there's 40 of us. Um, every day has been a school day and it has been some journey. The, the, the big things that are the huge help along the way is the networking. Sitting down, again, mentoring from people who've been in business for years and realizing that the problems you have aren't actually problems. These people have had them and they've had bigger problems. And if you plan and have a plan and set goals, that they're achievable. And luckily every year we've set goals and we've wrote them on paper. At the start they used to be hidden in my drawer, now they're on the whiteboard, on the top. And they're not my goals anymore, they're team goals. And again, the reason we've grown is because we've built a very, very successful team, picked, handpicked people that have been with us for years who are now managers. And they all see the vision and they all see the goal and our plan is to take over. And the Mayo Leo has been very good to you. They have. They've been excellent. So from the start, uh, when I wasn't a manufacturer, and they encouraged me to go for Mayo's Young and Best Entrepreneur, which I won. And then the prize money of that was for the chapel. Then uh, the next time I met, I got granted for a website And I really got the door open when I started to manufacture. So without them, I wouldn't have started to manufacture and we wouldn't be where we are today. Again, it's nice to see an outside perspective. Somebody who's sitting on the other side of the table looking in. Because when you are in the middle of the rat race, you think you know what's going on. But really, to have an outside perspective is brilliant.
1: There are people who are reluctant to go to that, Leo. What would you say to them?
0: Uh, why? You know, when you can get uh, grant aid and loans and um, entrepreneur competitions where you get coaching and mentoring, why not, you know, take all the help you can get? And one thing you need in when you've been self-employed is help. Because uh, when you're growing a company from cash flow, you're putting in your own money. It's very, very difficult. And a lot of people say, oh, I had to write a business plan to get the Leo grant aid it goes on a shelf afterwards and gathers dust. That's daftness. We update our business plan every two or three months and it's nearly out of date after two or three weeks. It moves that fast. So they encouraged us and especially when we went to the Young Entrepreneur Boot Camp we learned all about that. They brought in other entrepreneurs that told their stories that were brilliant. And it doesn't always work out the first time and I've seen people who've been to the local enterprise office and it could have been the second business or the third where they succeeded. And there was one guy um, who I met in the Young Entrepreneur Competition he went back this year with a different product. He won it he was on The Late Late Show. Huge success.
1: I've met with you quite a number of times there at this stage. And I know that you are a huge proponent
0: of the mentor. Without any question. You don't know everything. You're never going to know everything. And I know men that employ hundreds of people that receive mentoring. It's so important. Even... If you're not in business and you're listening to this and you're thinking of going into business or you want to be a sports star, it's very important to get mentoring. It's very important to sit down with people, listen to how they've achieved their goals, listen to what went wrong, write down the learnings and set them. And uh, I have a thing called a life coach, which now exists, and I visit on a regular basis. And we sit down and we work through it and put down goals, and they're all achievable. And a visualization board is very important. So the two-story house that we launched the plan this year was on my visualization board a year and two and a half years ago, and it's been there and I've been looking at it. And when you see it and visualize. It, it can make it happen. And without the mentoring, I would never be where I am today. People you've introduced me to in networking, the IABN, it has gone on so forth. It's amazing with the shake hands and meeting somebody, what you can achieve.
1: They are also uh, mentors. Um,
0: some people might worry that they're going to have a chat with you and maybe take your idea. No, I don't think so. These people are very successful people usually that have already achieved it and they're that tired of running their own business. They don't want to go through it all again and not a lot of people do. I wouldn't say that in any shape or form. Um, I'm f- great friends with some of the mentors I've had. Now, they might not even know they have been a mentor and they might not class themselves as that. But I would have conversations on monthly, weekly basis with different people and sit down, have a cup of coffee or a pint in my case and they would fill you in on great stories where you can come out feeling you know this—that that's right these aren't big worries this is the way to solve it maybe I should approach it from this angle and it's very very important
1: One of the issues that everybody in business uh, thinks about is failure you obviously had to contemplate failure at some stage as well how do you look at failure now?
0: Um, I'm not afraid to fail and it may fail at some stage but uh, I have always say at the end of any of my pitches or conversation with anyone Donald Byrne is in business to stay in business and I mean that And if the Titanic was down I'll be stood at the helm of the wheel and I'll be going down with it. But we're not going down. We firmly believe 100% what we are doing is solving problems and our our motto has always been we don't do problems we do do solutions so every one of our products solve a problem and at the moment our two story modular home is making it possible for young couples who cannot get a quarter of a million euros but can get 150,000 have their own house it's making accessory dwelling units an elderly person that might have a big old house or doesn't want to move into a retirement home can live behind their children's house and it's allowing uh, large companies to have double the footprint at festivals so failure is not an option for us but um, there is a, a notice on our board and I think it takes each letter of failure and shows what it actually means. Um, breaking it down to success at the end of the story. But the, it's, it's by an American guy and he says in America they don't take you successful till you fail three times. So I'm not worried about failure.
1: Perfect segue to America because your
0: Leo brought you to the USA. Correct. They picked... Um, Seven or eight companies that they felt would work from Connacht and we visited Rhode Island where they had sort of a hot desk uh, business centre set up, introduced us to local enterprise boards out there, tried to find the perfect couple. Some worked, some didn't work, but it was a success story for us. Now it's been slower moving than we wanted, um, but that was not our fault and it has been a great success.
1: But everything goes too slow for the true entrepreneur anyway. I'm more interested in, like to succeed in Ireland as you've done, then
0: you go to the states it's completely different you have 50 different countries and people keep thinking oh you know the states and it's 50 different countries 50 different states 50 different building regulations 50 different um taxation laws and you have the opportunity do 50 different businesses under one one country that's not possible here this is a tiny pond if you want to do business in the U- uk you gotta fly and you gotta put stuff on boats etc their road network is unbelievable. You know, it's so easy to ship stuff from one side to the other. And they them guys don't think anything about driving twelve hours. While here, like twelve hours you nearly have to have an overstay or overnight stay. It it's it's very positive. The Irish community is unbelievable, as you well know in America, and they introduced me to solicitors, accountants, taxation advice, building regulations also helpful and most Irish people that I've met out there is a great success story they don't got a small house they don't got a small car they're really down to they're grounded um, and a prime example is a guy that I I had a meeting with last week which was the the uh, US ambassador um yeah, we met Ed Crawford in Knockranny House Hotel had a round table discussion he told the story how his mother left Cork in through Ellis Island uh, he got a 16,000 pound loan his company turns 4 point something billion employs a few thousand people um And that was the dream, the American dream. It is very, very possible. And I would say if I had my time back, I'd probably start in America and maybe come to Ireland.
1: The the, the big uh, picture for you from, from now on is abroad. And how big can you go? How big will you go? And will you
0: still be based in Mayo? Always. I will never believe in Mayo until I'm carried out in a box. I will have a holiday home in Spain, I will have a holiday home in Florida. But uh, the the States is where it is about for me. I want to be a huge household brand within this country, which we're getting there slowly. We want to see that an awful lot more percentage of the houses that have been built in the country are modular units. I want to get a modular housing um, standard introduced into Ireland like there is in the States. I want to be a global brand in the States. They, at the moment, cannot keep up with the amount of houses they build. Um, They are the ones that invented modular housing. So I feel there's a massive market in the States. We take Irish companies that have left here. Century Homes are now in in California. Huge success. Massive. And it is, it is the place to be, in my opinion.
1: Can others listening to this podcast emulate your success?
0: They can, of course. You can eliminate any success if you work hard enough at it. Set the goals. Like books, and, and, and I spoke to you about this before, that people have to start listening to download Audible, the 5am club. You have to get up early in the morning. I'm in work before everybody else. I tackle the hardest things first, set out my goals for the day, and build in a little bit of exercise along the way. If you want to be a business person, an athlete, a politician, no matter what you do, if you apply those same principles, it'll happen. And you will also recommend to go to your local Leo. Correct. Go in, have a chat, have a mug of tea. They do several breakfast mornings where I think is where I first met them was at a breakfast morning in the Mac William. And they have other people that will tell their story. Even if you, you know, if you have an idea to put a rubber on top of a pencil, it's important that you go to see them and tell them your story. Even if, you know, you're, you're, you're deciding to do an online company, go and see them. There's a, there is a fit for every outfit.
1: You are a tremendous example of a Leo success.
0: Next year... Five years' time, how big will you be? This uh, this time last year we employed 20, we now employ 40. This time next year I'd see it's very close to 60. Uh, we're an EI client at the moment. We're going to spend a lot of money in R&D. We want... The big thing we see coming, and it, it it's everyone sees it coming, is the lack of labour force throughout the world. Young people aren't doing trades, block, clay and plastering, so houses are going to have to be built at a rapid pace throughout factories. And that's where we want to spend money. And that's where we want to become a leader within Ireland and hopefully within the States. Our form of construction is very, very different than anybody else's. Um, The the methodology and the way it goes together, we're not saying it's the best, but it, it is very, very unique and it's worked brilliantly for us. I want to have a huge team around us, I want to see people that first were employed as huge managers driving big Mercedes and BMW cars, I love the idea of that. I love no matter what we achieve, whether it's my staff, myself, that we remain the same, very grounded, down to earth and we always help young companies. Um, this year at the Ploughing Champions, we have a Mayo quarter where we pick companies from Mayo that wouldn't have been able to buy big real estate. But when we go together, we can divide up the plot. And I've seen two young girls um, make a mark uh, three years in a row and see where they've come on. This year they had a an nap and people were touching credit cards off their phone, paying them for their product. Mayo and Animal Healthcare were there. It, w- it was brilliant to see it. So no matter what happens, we'll be 100% trying to help young companies grow.
1: Donald Byrne of the Big Red Barn Company. Thanks so much. Carmilla Market. This podcast was produced by Team SBS Podcasts on behalf of the local enterprise offices. It was recorded at Collaborative Studios Dublin.
0: Making it happen with expert advice, mentoring, training and funding supports. The local enterprise offices are supported by Enterprise Ireland, local authorities and the Government of Ireland.